Bitcoin dropped below 28,000 temporarily. Binance US and Voyager getting closer to actually seeing a deal. It's been approved by the courts. There's been an agreement with the government. Coinbase registering in Bermuda, potentially moving their operations offshore. Gensler got roasted in Congress, and Brad Sherman is a fucking idiot. We're going to talk about all this and more today as we review the week in news. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and drop some vitamin D right on your like button because it'll make you healthier. I am uh, slightly vitamin D deficient. Now I have to take vitamin D because apparently uh, that's a thing. Hope you're all having a wonderful day today. As many of you know, I made the decision to go to consensus next week. But don't worry, we're going to stream right through that from Austin, Texas on a much shittier camera with AirPods. You have a lower quality stream with likely less preparation to look forward to next week. Should be awesome. All days probably except for Wednesday. Tuesday before I go, I was going to go on Tuesday, but I decided to stay home and focus on Twitter spaces. As you know, I got Jeff Booth coming. He's going to try to convince me that my premise on altcoins is wrong and that I should only be focused on Bitcoin. We're going to allow a couple other Bitcoiners to join and pile on to me. Uh, It's going to be Jameson Lopp, Corey Clipston, and Dan Held, and I'm sure a whole lot more. And I'm going to... um, Take a public flogging on purpose for your benefit. That's what's going to happen. And it's going to be amazing. So anyways, what do we do on Fridays? We talk about what's happening this week. And of course, the big story is the major crypto crash, how it's all over, how we're all dead, how Bitcoin's going to zero, and how regulators and legislators hate us, think we're stupid, uh, we're ugly, and um, we don't have friends. Right? That's what we got. But whatever, man. Whatever, man. Do you care? I don't really care. But here's the story, right? Coindesk, Bitcoin tumbles below 28K on Coinbase. They're talking about the price on Coinbase, but they're also talking about, obviously, the news on Coinbase. As we've seen regulatory chatter ramp up against the exchange and basically anyone trying to do any sort of business up in the United States. Oh, America. And yeah, man, it's hard to be an American where I know I'm not at all free, right? There's that song, Proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. Those people have not read the Restrict Act or followed what's going on with crypto because that shit's dumb, just like country music. I don't do country music. I'm sorry. Uh, You talk about my hair every time. My hair is terrible today. This is literally my morning fro. This thing is doing it. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I am not proud to America, be American right now because I know that I'm not free. I'm not free to transact as I want. I'm not free to have my privacy. I, I'm just, I, I feel uh, like I'm turning a little bit Chinese up in here. And it's sad. It's sad because, you know, America, America. Yeah, man, Bitcoin tumbled below 28K. Let's take a look at the charts, though, because whatever, man. Here's the daily chart. 
It's a daily chart of dailies, which means each of these candles, it's a day, right? Going back to the basics here. Now, you may have read my newsletter earlier this week that said, I smell greed. The price was right up in here, right? Over 30,000, pushing up to 31. And I made the case that I didn't know. Listen, I'm not trying to crystal ball it, but like we're starting to get that dumb thing where like if something good in the news happens, that's bullish for Bitcoin. If something bad in the news happens, that's bullish for Bitcoin. Full on like alt season claims. And listen, I I had that momentary alt season. I shared some charts. They went up and they went back down. It's, it's what happens. Right. But the reality is that there were a lot of signs crypto fear and greed index was above 60 that people were starting to once again get extremely exuberant. And that means you usually get some correction because people pile into longs and it's really easy for someone to sell a whole bunch of Bitcoin like they did on Binance and squeeze your longs. But am I worried? Not particularly. What other signals did we have? Very clear bearish divergence with overbought RSI on the daily chart and every chart Blow it, right? So does that mean now that maybe we get RSI pushing all the way down below 30 into oversold? Yeah, eventually. Doesn't mean it can't go back up first, but we always make the trip on RSI from overbought to oversold and back. Want to see it kind of hold this 50 area and push back up at least one more time. That would be super nice. But this push down, if it happens, would coincide very well with a number I've been screaming for so long. It's getting obnoxious, 25,212. When we broke that line, that was the first higher high since 69K that ended this bear trend down. You'll want to see that retested as support. That is a good thing. Now, what will happen, it'll bounce above it or it'll nuke all the way down here with a big wake before it goes up. But I don't see any reason right now. 28,600 was a major support. Sure, that has temporarily failed. And for now, we have this demand area where we're bouncing a nice potential daily candle, but too early to tell. But like... 31K to 28K, is that really what gets like grinds your gears and makes you think that we're in a bear market right now? Stop being stupid over emotional spaz bots, right? And you take a look at the four hour. This is all clearly strong support. Same idea. But like, do you guys know what I'm watching on the four hour? I mean, do you know me? Are we even friends? Right? What is it? It is potential bullish divergence with RSI oversold on the four-hour chart. My God, guys. Talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time. And you know this usually means it's a bottom for a while. Right here, lower low on RSI, higher low, uh, uh, lower low on price, higher low on RSI. Now, you also want to see price close this candle above 28,330-ish because we want to avoid hidden bearish divergence. But yeah, what I think I will do is chop around, make bigger bull divs, and then we'll go back up for a while, right? Look at ETH. Uh, we had a bull div, hidden bearish div divergence already, now making a bigger bullish divergence with oversold RSI. Nothing's guaranteed, guys, but it's a pretty good signal. And now it's right when everyone's calling for death, bear markets, whatever. Dude, nothing's changed here. It's just a healthy retrace for now. If we go back below 25, 212, we'll have a conversation. But for now, come on, man. Come on, man. What's the reason? Uh, Jeff, Jeff has a great question. If it's hidden, how do you see it? I have uh, amazing eyes, and I'm a superhero person. Shut up, Jeff. Anyways, U.S. government allows the bulk of Voyager Binance dot 
U.S. deal to proceed. Now, I, um, I'm not, not a big fan of reading about these things because it just ends up infuriating me when it goes back. You all know that I had a seven-figure loss on Voyager. Uh, it's impactful to my life. And the more I see these deals go through and get canceled and get canceled and go through and there's hope and the judge is great and then the judge hates you and then the judge wants to support the government and the judge makes fun of the government. I don't know, man. It's a lot. But for now, it looks like there is a deal between Voyager and the government that will allow the bulk of this deal to go through. I just don't understand exactly what that means and have not gotten clarity. What is the bulk of the deal? Like some of the money? Anyone? Anyone? Here's what they said. The plan and confirmation order contemplate certain transactions and other steps, including making certain distributions to debtors' account holders. Super vague. The parties agree that these transactions may go forward while this appeal is litigated and resolved. Right? To me, that is a whole lot of nonsensical legalese and confusion, but whatever, man. I'll take literally any even like taste of good news I can get. But, you know, something that uh, I used to, my, my dad used to say to me all the time. My dad, um, you know, he's a physician um, and he was an academic. So he worked at the University of Florida. He ran the ER at the University of Florida for about 25 years. Did some amazing things. If you, I had a podcast with my dad in the past. So like, yeah, he was an academic. You know, he got paid a, a physician salary as an academic, but did all these incredible things on the side. He launched the uh, the first uh, helicopter ambulance program, Shans Care, uh, at the University of Florida, and then uh, he was the head physician for NASA. So for about six or seven years, because he was at the University of Florida, and they were launching Cape Canaveral. He was the doctor that went and prepped all of the astronauts for their flights. He did astronaut training. He was in a helicopter next to every shuttle launch, and we got to go as kids, and it was fucking awesome. But in this, uh, it's a long story short, he would he had became a device developer. He created a cricothyrotomy set. We've had people here talk about it before. Literally like the industry standard for emergency medicine for starting emergency airways. The badass, right? But something he used to tell me in business, because, you know, he was a physician and he went into business, is he used to say, I'll believe that shit when the check hits my account, right? An entire lifetime of promises and this will happen and this deal goes through and contracts signed and news about Voyager Binance. I literally don't want to hear it till the money hits my account. That's something my dad taught me a very, very long time ago. And he's a smart guy. Very, very smart guy. So that's what it is. And the reason that they're giving for our recent dip in the Bitcoins and cryptocurrency markets is Coinbase. Because Brian Armstrong, CEO of Coinbase, came out this week. Listen, they've over the last few weeks, the rhetoric has increased. They received a Wells notice. They've been accused of unregistered securities. Blah, 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 blah. Right? But... The rhetoric from Coinbase is now uptick where he was like, dude, if you don't like us, we're out, right? We'll go somewhere else. Everything is, anything is on the table, I believe is what I said. Anything is on the table is what he said. Well, I'm sure this has been happening for a long time, as our guest said yesterday, but we just saw right after that, good timing, that they have registered in Bermuda and intend to 
not only launch an exchange there offshore, but to add like derivatives and leverage and compete with the Binance of the world. I don't think they'll be particularly successful at that. But this shows that Coinbase is really serious about diversifying their assets, right? Just like you should diversify your assets, they're diversifying their risk by going offshore. And that spooked the market. Here he said, Coinbase can move away from U.S. if no regulatory clarity. So I said, anything is on the table. Shit. What are we going to do if Coinbase leaves? They're not going to. I think this is, uh, as one of the guests said yesterday, I was at Matt Hogan, said this is great political theater. They're making it clear to the SEC that they will take their ball and go home or someone else's home, I guess. This is their home. Yeah, they're they're not they're not messing around anymore. They're willing to do whatever it takes to keep their business going. But the fight that we want is Coinbase versus the SEC because they will crush them. If you guys, somebody say, is my echo bad? That echo, bro, is my echo bad? Because I we had changed some settings a while ago. I'm in a big room, but is my echo bad? I don't feel like my echo is that bad. But I can't hear myself. Anyone? Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. The rest of you think my echo is bad? Really curious. Give me a sound check. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Okay, anyway. Oh, look, there's Wendy. Um, so, yeah. Do you guys, yeah. No, yeah, y'all people. See, we always get the... Tristo, you ruined the stream. Thanks. Good job. I think I sound great. I'm going to put my mic right all in my face, though, now. Right? What, what were we talking about? Anyone want to remind me? We were talking about Coinbase going offshore. Where are we going to do crypto things in the United States if Coinbase leaves? But what they're going to do is they're going to wreck the SEC. Oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. Let me see. If you guys didn't see this, um, my newsletter today, which I'll, I'll pull it up here. I talked about this, which is something I was not aware of until I really dug into this. But um, Coinbase, Coinbase, the story of their listing, really, like I dug into it uh, after all this news. It's pretty crazy. Here is the timeline. Let me blow this up. All right. Can you guys see that? May 4th, Chairman Clayton, right? Okay, they filed for their IPO at the SEC in 2020. Uh, Biden then said he was going to nominate Gensler. Then January 28th, 21, the SEC approved the S-1 registration statement, clearing the way for the company to go public. The SEC allowed them to go public. People, you got to remember that. Then March 10th, two months later, the Senate Banking Committee approved Gensler's nomination. March 23rd, Two weeks later, Coinbase announced that they'd go public through a direct listing on NASDAQ. A month later, April 14th, the Senate confirmed Gensler's nomination as SEC chairman. The same day, Coinbase went public on NASDAQ. Is this coincidence? Or did Coinbase... Now, we all thought Gensler was great. Or was Coinbase trying to uh, rush it and pound it through while they had a favorable SEC, knowing that things could change very quickly? I would say that they pushed it through very quickly, and now Gensler has a bone to pick with them, right? But I never realized until literally I was writing this research uh, newsletter, my, my assistant was helping out, and he pointed this out. I was like, dude, these are the same day, man. It's like, wow. That's, that's uh, yeah. Some shit that I probably shouldn't even talk about. I don't know why we're talking about, but it's like the news of the week. New Pepe the Frog crypto token becomes sixth largest meme coin by market cap because like sixth largest meme, meme coin, everyone's competing for that six spots like fucking F1 uh, midfield. Yeah, in the midfield here. Yeah. They're, they're like uh, kind of McLaren, right? 
Anyways, so this thing was launched. Uh, Pepe it was a great meme. Uh, someone launched a coin, and somehow it made it to a hundred and thirty million dollar market cap. Oh, 165 million dollars because people memed it into existence. It went up. There were people who like literally bought like $200 of this apparently and made a million bucks or had a million dollars worth. They didn't cash out, but made, but now it's down like 60% in a day because this is literally like, we're doing it again. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I wish I'd bought it because I like money and I'll trade anything. Oh my God. Now, and now, like someone said here, you know, we're going from dog coins to frog coins. This means we're going to get PP, MPP, McPepe, Papissimo, Pepetito, right? And uh, Slepe and Grepe and Flepe. And God, man, as Revy said over here, Paparium soon. Um, yeah, I'm not thrilled, right? But I don't care to talk about this coin. I don't know anything about it. I don't want to know anything about it. What I do know is that when shit like this happens, that's when we're at a local top. That's when Bitcoin tops at 31 and drops. Every time, like the Elon Musk, Doge, Saturday Night Live, top of everything. Right? Oh, Pepe Roni. You guys got good names over here. Frogalon, Pepe GPT, Pepe Le Pew. You guys are good at this. Boss Pepe, Shiba Pepe. Yeah, you got to put Nino in there for sure. I like Pepe Le Pew. He's good. And Pepe, Pepe GPT is pretty, pretty tight. Oh, you are a Pepe Cloud Casino. I forget that. Pepe Eno. How do I explain this to my mom? You just don't, man. I can't explain it to even my kids, so it's whatever. Yeah, man, Pepe, Pepe uh, on blast. This is interesting. Russia plans to mine crypto for cross-border deals, says Central Bank. This isn't just like some person. This is the Central Bank of Russia. And by the way, they're not saying, hey, we're going to like buy some Bitcoin or allow transactions. They are saying they are going to mine. Whoa. Right? I think this is pretty wild, man. I think this is pretty, pretty wild news. But we all kind of knew it was happening. Right, The Bank of Russia is working on a bill that will introduce an experimental legal regime for cryptocurrencies to be used exclusively in export-import deals. The head of the regulatory ed- agency, Elvira Nayolina, said on Monday, she will break you. According to Russian news agency, TASS. Right? So it's still going to be totally illegal to transact uh, for citizens, but the Russian central bank is going to literally be mining Bitcoin for cross-border payments because we all know that they're trying to de-dollarize. So I talked to Fred Thiel two days ago, who is the CEO of Marathon, which is obviously the huge publicly traded uh, Bitcoin miner under Mara. And we talked about this. Uh, he kind of in passing said that hash rate was rising a lot in Russia. And like 20 minutes later in the conversation, I was like, wait, let's talk about that. And we all know that I was like, is this private company mining? Is this the government? Is this the energy companies doing it themselves? He was like, they're all the same, man. That, that conversation will be out on Sunday. It's really good. Really good. I've had some banger podcast conversations. Brett Harrison and Sidney Powell yesterday. I mean, bangers that are coming out. But yeah, I mean, uh, this is it. He was like, yeah, I mean, the Russian government is literally going to mine Bitcoin to hold uh, the central bank and use for cross-border payments for import exploits, exports. Does that mean we're going to see like Bitcoin go to $4 million? No. But I'm just saying like this is, this is like an actual government. They might flip-flop in a day, but this is some, some serious stuff. Talking about actual governments, 
First EU-wide crypto regulations clear final parliament vote. It happened. Micah. Mika Micah. M-I-C-A-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Micah E. Mouse. Yeah. This was passed. Listen, there's been uh, much ado about whether it was good, bad, otherwise. Some of the language in it has been really aggressive. Some of the language in it is still really aggressive. Lagarde already saying, hey, we need Micah too because this doesn't address DeFi and stuff. But we are getting some very clear, clear, clear regulation, especially on stable coins. Not all of it's great. Definitely going to affect some privacy and KYC and cross-border things and how much you can actually transact. But at this point, the industry is actually applauding this because they're like, at least we can go to Europe and know exactly what we can do. Someone in this article was like, United States and UK will follow suit very soon. I was like, no, man. United States is not going to follow anyone. They're just going to keep being assholes. But yeah, so the stablecoin side of it goes into law July 2024. Uh, the rest of it will go into law in 2025. Here's a quick, just a little sum- summary. Once implemented, MICA will require any company offering crypto-related services in the EU to gain registration in one of the bloc's member states, which then allows them to operate across the entire bloc. The European Banking Authority and the European Securities and Markets Authority will be in charge of making sure crypto platforms comply with the rules, including having adequate risk management and governance processes to avoid another FTX-style collapse. Doesn't really seem that bad when you listen to it, but there's some parts that are pretty bad. But honestly, man, I would take this. I would take this in the United States right now. Absolutely no problem because it's better than whatever the hell that we have going on here. A lot better. A lot better. SEC Chair Gensler slammed by House GOP on regulatory agenda. There's some dude from the University of Florida on my screen. They must know that I'm a University of Florida fan. Look at this guy. What are we doing here? It's a crypto stream, not a University of Florida baseball. The University of Florida baseball coach is my neighbor, actually. All the coaches. I live in Coachville. But, uh, yeah, he got, he got roasted. We're not going to watch his videos again because, my God, you guys were here on Wednesday, right? We watched all the videos. It was amazing. You guys watch those? You see them? Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, McHenry, we even had, there were some Democrats that went in on him too, but the story obviously is that the house GOP wants him gone, had some mean things to say, said he's been unreasonable. He should be fired. He's a clown. And we all know that. Look at you, Jeff. We are the boys of old Florida, F-L-O-R-I-D-A. Where the boys are the squarest, the girls are the fairest of any old state down our way. You know about that. That's Florida's uh, alma mater type. It's, I guess, not technically the alma mater. Yeah. Anyways. Who? Through all kinds of weather, we'll all stick together. Yeah. Anyways, it's, we, they sang it after the uh, between the third and fourth quarter of every game, and then they added Tom Petty won't back down because he's from Gainesville and he died. But yeah, of course I know that song. I go to all the Gator games. But let's, okay, I'm going to make you guys watch something uh, that's going to make you want to tear your eyes out, hate yourself, maybe uh, borderline never watch my stream again. But we're going to watch, because we already watched Gensler, I'm sorry in advance. We're going to do it. We're going to watch Brad Sherman's five minutes. This is the mongoose coin, cobra coin guy. Here we go. You guys ready? 
Capital Markets Subcommittee, Mr. Sherman of California, for five minutes. Get ready. There's a lot of money in crypto and crypto-adjacent space. The crypto world makes money by literally making money. Making money. Uh, they had it up to $3 trillion. It's dropped down to $1.2 trillion, but $1.2 trillion out of thin air pays for a lot of lobbyists and a lot of propaganda. In my city, the Lakers play at Crypto Arena. They do not play at Know Your Customer Arena. arena. They do not play at Enforce Our Tax Laws Arena. They, they do not those play at Prevent Drug Dealers from Being Able to Get uh, Their uh, Financial Transactions Handled Arena. They don't play at Do That um, With Cash Arena. We have a very good payment system. We have an excellent currency. The best. The entire world uh, tends to like the dollar. It's a good store of value, a good measure of value, a uh, good right. means of transaction. Our payment system... You got Apple Pay, comes right out of your checking account. It's Apple Pay, it's amazing. As good as what the crypto world promises they'll deliver in some future decade, but it's way better than what the crypto world delivers now. And I am sure that uh, uh, payment systems using the dollar will get better. So what is the problem? The problem is it's damn hard to cheat on your taxes and it's damn hard to run a drug sales operation with the U.S. dollar, because no, we've got know your customer, and we've got anti-money laundering, and we need a payment system that meets the needs of the millions of Americans, or at least the hundreds of thousands of Americans who want to engage in major illegal activity. Uh, millions, millions of them. My God, other countries are moving forward with this, and we got to catch up with them. Peru's ahead of us in cocaine manufacture, in, in cocaine cultivation. China's ahead of us in organ harvesting, and it's time for America to catch up. Uh, I'll ask, uh, I can barely read uh, uh, Ms. Uh, uh, Hood if I can see that far. Um, if we allow every state to have its own rules, uh, and say a state like Wyoming, which doesn't have that many people and uh, cows don't always sell for as much as you'd like, if they could make a billion dollars by just having a regulatory system that was perfect for tax evaders, um, what would stop them? Thank you. Um, currently, nothing would stop them. Nothing um, can stop because them. Because there is no overarching um, What's your name? equivalent federal um, regulatory um, framework, and we would continue to see a race to the bottom, which is what, what Yes. What for the payment system needs is... Uh, he's not working. We're going to cut him anyways. You guys missed the day before. That was the other one. The day before he like uh, shat on Wyoming. He said that like there's nobody in Wyoming and the only people there, their problem is to uh, cows, is that they can't sell their cows for enough. But I want to show you guys something else because this is exactly what uh, I thought of after that speech. You guys ready? Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.
my God. That's a, right? Perfect. 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 That's all I got for you guys today, man. Listen, I could share a bunch of charts, but they're stupid right now. Guys, got any questions, any thoughts? Anything you'd like to say while I've got a few more minutes here? Because, man. Nib high, man. Veronica Vaughn, so hot. Want to touch the hiney. Man, Adam Sandler was amazing back then. Uh, You do not like old people. No, I don't like assholes. The ones that are in control of our country happen to be old. I showed you the bull div. Did you even watch? Oh, guys, you know what? Honestly, I'm going to tell you this. I think that uh, Rand Nooner is going live right now with Raul Paul, Dan Tapiero, and Meltem Demirers. So I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to go watch that. Yeah, I'm going to go watch that. But uh, Spaces Tuesdays, Jeff Booth, and a whole bunch of Bitcoiners. Guys, it's been a great week. But uh, it's time to go. I'm going to go watch that. You guys should go watch that on Crypto Banter. I think it'll be good. Peace. That's dope.